Jay Delsing spent 25 years on the PGA Tour and is a lifetime member of the PGA Tour and PGA of America. Now he provides his unique perspective as a golfer and network broadcaster. It's time to go On the Range with Jay Delsing. On the Range is brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. Good morning, this is golfer Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. I got Pearly with me. Good morning, Pearly. What's going on? I've uh, ridden my bike four miles, I skied, and I drove to St. Louis. That's what's going on. Right on. And we got Brad Barnes. Me, thanks so much for taking care of us this morning. Um, we formatted the show like around the golf. The first segment is called the On the Range segment, and it's brought to you by Pro-Am Golf. You got to check out our, our friends at Pro-Am Golf. They have got some great stuff. They've just got a bunch of new Puma stuff in over there, and I'm partial to that. Those guys have taken care of me for the years. And um, But anyway... Check out our social media outlets. I'll read them, Pearl, because I yeah. know this is get them, get them your, your thing. But uh, Twitter is at Jay Delsing. Facebook is Golf with Jay Delsing and Jay Delsing Golf. LinkedIn is Jay Delsing. And Instagram is, uh, okay, let's move on. I want to thank Donahue Painting and Refinishing for sponsoring the show. These are great people. Kathy and Bob, friends of mine, high-quality work. Um, we've talked about this before. Um, you have an image that you want your house to live up to. These guys will make it happen. Great people. Um, also want to give a shout-out, Pearl, to my friend Paul Hamilton. Paul is a restaurateur in town. He's got a bunch of different restaurants, but specifically Vindicet in Mississippi 1111. You and I have eaten there before. Uh, Love it. Great spots. Love it. Folks, the patios are open out there. They're doing all they can. Uh, get in there and support them. Um, uh, check them out. They're, get, in there, they're, get in there and have a great meal. Yeah. Well, the food is just yep. spectacular. So, um all right, so today's today's show, we've got the legendary John Daly as an interview. I got about 25 or 30 minutes with Big John. <laughs> so much fun. Uh, such an authentic. I don't know if I know a more authentic person that I've ever met in my life. Really? He will look you in the eye and say, yeah, I lost $60 million gambling. I'm an idiot. He'll use a couple other adjectives in there that we can't use on the show. Meet, how is uh, editing that, by the way? I haven't got to that. Uh, no. Anyway, give I, yourself a half day. Uh, it, right? I, yeah, oh, how I, was he? Was he? No, really? it was terrific. But, yeah, yeah okay, he was, he was terrific. Are we supposed so. to edit that? Or? Yeah. I don't, don't yeah. we just throw it all out yeah, there? Yeah, throw it in there. We can, uh, we'll, that's, that's after the midnight edition. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll air the, uh, the original. He's a clean-cut guy. He's not going to say anything bad. Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, and um, also... Um, so we got the interview with John. Also have this, a couple of deals I want to talk about. John, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the fact that the John Deere tournament got canceled. Yeah. And because this Quad Cities area is generally located in a little town called Silvis, Illinois, but the Quad Cities is Moline and Rock Island, Illinois, and Davenport and Bettendorf, Iowa, or make up the Quad but Cities. it's a great event. Terrific yeah. event. One of my favorites. I played it 26 years in wow. a row. And what happened is the governor of Illinois, who is the governor of Illinois, confused. His, you know, he he just they couldn't get it figured out, and so the folks up there had to pull the plug because they they weren't going to. I think they were going to try to be either the first event whisper. Anyways, it doesn't matter because there's no event. That's so that's what, really sad for that community. It is. All the work they put through the years. Hopefully it gets made up in the future. Yeah. But yeah, but it's frustrating with these leaders. And I, I, you know me, I'm from Illinois, but he, he, he's just, he's just aggravating him and his wife go on these other trips while everybody else is hunkered down and uh, they're caught going all over the place. And he makes things like this. Cause I just don't think he wants to be people playing golf. 
because for some reason that's elitist or something. And you're always talking about how much you hate when people oh talk about that. Oh, my gosh, you can't it, stand it. It should it. be for everybody, and it kind of is available for everybody. Isn't that governor flying privately, too? Of course he is. Yeah, so that's not elite. Yeah. Anyway, that's it for a different show. We could start swearing right now. <laughs> Crack open that, uh, that Michelob and let's, uh, let's do it. Anyway, so what's happened here, which is really cool, is Workday has come in along with the PGA Tour, and there is going to be two events in Columbus, Ohio, back-to-back on the same golf course, Pearl. Mm. So they're going to play the Workday event in replace of the John Deere, and it's going to be a full 156-man field. And then the week right after that is going to be Jack's um, Memorial Tournament. That's an invitational 120-man field. And one thing that's cool is I get to work PGA Tour Live for the Workday event. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. Right so, in the middle of it. Yeah, so I can't wait to do that. But here's what I wanted to ask you. What is that like as a player to get to play the same golf course two weeks in a row? Well, very different, but also just the travel issues you don't have to do. You're, you're kind of, home, in essence, home or at least in the same uh, box for, uh, for two weeks, right. as we would call the hotels, the box. Uh, but they're going to know the golf course. That's absolutely huge. There's there's a lot of interesting things will come from that. So that's going to be kind of a fun case study. How many times has Tiger won Memorial? You know, because we're uh, strict, we're uh, sticklers for the facts over here on the show. Do you know? No, me neither. He's won a lot. <laughs> Let's just say I figured it was like five, a, uh, like but it's a, a lot. lot. Yeah, but I mean, could you imagine if Tiger were? Well, he's looking his chops across the board because I think he's feeling pretty good. He gets to do that. He got all the majors stacked up on top of each other. Well, I don't know if he'll do. I don't know if he'll play back to back, but he yeah, owns well, that golf course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. and. I, if you're, what if you're a guy that doesn't like that course? You know, Jack Nichols designed golf courses are not for everybody. No, they're not. But you don't say that out loud, do you? No. Oh, no. I actually loved them because the fairways were gigantic. I, I just loved them. Well, that's going to do it for the on the range segment. Uh, but don't go anywhere. Pearlie and I will be back. We've got the great, long John Daly interview coming up. and he has to tighten up his lug nuts in that golf swing. He takes about three swings and it looks like everything's going to fall off. John Daly is coming your way next on Golf with Jay Delsing. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. For 67 years, Lou Fuse has been the ride to take. 15 brands at 11 locations. Lou Fuse Automotive, we are St. Louis. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring professional golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at beautiful Norwood Hills Country Club. Legends like Ernie Els, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk, Steve Stricker, and many more will be in St. Louis. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. That's ascensioncharityclassic.com. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are, then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rate may apply. Void were prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra, Lightyear, St. Louis, Missouri. 
Are you tired of forking out the big money, all those dollars on golf balls? Well, we finally have an option for you. Let us introduce you to Sniper Brand Golf Balls. This brand new product is a Serlin-covered ball that is just great to play. It's long off the driver, it's accurate with the irons, and importantly, it's soft around the green. And you know what the best part is? It's just $23.99 for a dozen. That's right, $23.99, and a portion of every sale goes back to a military or law enforcement agency. Find Sniper Brand online at thesniperbrand.com. Plus, you can follow them on Facebook, Instagram, and check out their entire line of golf products on their website, thesniperbrand.com. And don't forget to check out the Sniper Brand logo. You're going to love it. I want to give a huge shout-out and thank you to Whitmore Country Club for sponsoring my show, Golf with Jay Delsing, again for the second year. When you join out at Whitmore, there's 90 holes of golf. You get access to the Missouri Bluffs, the Links of Dardine, and the Golf Club of Wentzville. And the cart fees are already included in your membership. There's no food and beverage minimums. There's no assessments. They have a 24-hour fitness center, large pool complex, tennis. Man, they've just got great family-oriented stuff. And if you get over there, you got to go in the golf shop, and you have to say hello to my friend Bummer. Bummer is just a delightful guy that would love to help you and your family with your golf game. He and his staff out there run golf leagues, skins games, members tournaments, couples events are available all year long. If your family is looking for a place where you can hang out, have fun, enjoy good food, golf, sports, just a family-friendly atmosphere, you got to go to Whitmore Country Club. You can reach them at 636-926-9622. Grab your clubs. We're headed to the front nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The front nine is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Golf Classic. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearly is here with me, and we are going to the front nine that is brought to you by the Ascension Charity Classic. It's coming up this uh, September, October. Cannot wait. You ready? How's the game? It's starting to shape up. Not good. What? Yeah. What do you mean not I good? I can't find my ass with either hand right now. Well, that's not what you're supposed to be doing out there anyway. You're supposed to be hitting some good shots. No, but I mean, I can't find my ball or my butt. I, um, I, I think my head's in my butt. I don't know what it is, but okay. I, I'm no, but I don't on the struggle bus. Well, it's, yeah. It's, well, what, uh, no, what, what part's not working? You know, uh, uh-huh. <laughs> what are you talking about? I don't know the what way it you is. I think it's a coronavirus. It's just got me oh, jumpy. Dude. I have no idea. My put, Everything from my putting to uh, my driver. Well, there is a lot going on in the world right now, yeah. but uh, you've had a little relief from some of that recently, so maybe the uh, the game will start shop, shaping back into shape. Sure, go. Yeah. Well, all right, cool. Hey, um, we got to thank Whitmore for sponsoring the show again. Uh, great folks at Whitmore. you got to go see Bummer. He and the staff out at the golf shop are, are great people. But with this Whitmore membership, folks, 90 holes of golf, there's no dues, there's no assessments, there's no uh, food or beverage minimums. Your cart fees are included in the uh, the membership. You get the Links of Dardine, uh, the Missouri Bluffs, and the Golf Club of, Wentz, of Wentzville. Uh, it's just a great place. Bummer and the staff are running uh golf leagues and skins games and members events couples events he and i are going to try to put on another little exhibition this year um with a, different, a, with a different result yeah hopefully yeah if i if i played him right now i would lose every hole i think but <laughs> um, i can't even tell you right no you can't because you know, we, we might run out of balls <laughs> call sniper and get some more balls um but uh, uh call the folks at whitmore it's a great place for you and your family to hang out uh it's full it's busy uh and it's a lot of fun 636 636- Nine two six, nine six two two. Um, all right, so let's go. We got John Daly. 
This is really fun. We got John Daly, two-time major champion, but won five PGA Tour events. Grip it and rip it, baby. I will say this, John. Probably, aside from the icons, this dude's the most popular guy I've ever seen on, on, on really? the tour. Really? For all the years. And and all the officials told me they always had to keep an eye out for for whatever John Daly was playing. He could be playing last off on the on the back nine, you know, having a terrible tournament but making the cut, and still people would come out. So and what is him. it? What is it that attracts people like that? Well, first of all, and we'll talk about this after the interview, but he's was way ahead of his time, so long, so long and such great touch. fans like the, the fans like the long ball baby. Dig the long ball folks like the long ball for me he brought in the jack daniels crowd into golf he did he brought way more of a blue collar uh uh in there but let's talk about this let's go right to the john daly interview folks i hope you enjoy it man one of the most down-to-earth authentic guys i've ever had the chance to know is john daly john hey thanks for joining me today oh you got it jay Hope you're being safe there, brother. Yeah, we were just talking off air. We're just glad that we're in the Midwest. You know, um, um, the coasts are a little bit crazy, and um, it's nice to be back amongst family and friends. I know you're you're down in, in Arkansas, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, luckily for me, I got my own course and uh, can get out and work on it and play golf with my son. And, you know, it's it's pretty pretty good here. It's really good here, actually. Hey, John, let's talk about your son a little bit, John Jr. God, you guys had a great uh, tournament at uh, the PNC Father and Son. Tell, tell us a little bit about that, man. What a thrill. Yeah, it's our third year, and we've, we've, we've come real close a couple times. And, uh, you know, he's just become really, really talented, and he works hard at it. And, uh, you know, it's just a blast to play in that tournament. I don't, you know, we wanna, we'd love to win it, but uh, just being able to watch him play I know it's a scramble, but it's still a tournament atmosphere, and he's, you know, he's, you know, playing with some of the legends that he's gotten to play with, and some of the people he's gotten to meet. It's, it's, it's great for him, and, uh, you know, we were the best three-legged team there. Last year, so <laughs> I know your knee was really in bad shape after that surgery. Yeah, it was only like two weeks after, and Doc, I told Doc, uh, I said, look, it's a scramble. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do much, but. Uh, you know, I putted put a good one day for him and uh, hit a couple good shots for him. But basically, he carried me the whole tournament. John, did you ever think? I mean, I can remember, and we can talk about this, but I can remember doing a little outing with you back in '91 down in Columbia, and we were doing it for probably a hundred or two hundred people at Country Club of Missouri. And then we both went to the um, PGA Championship the next week, and uh, our fates kind of turned a little bit after that point, man. <laughs> yeah. I got lucky. <laughs> oh, man. I can remember that golf course, John, Crooked Stick down there. And it was so hard. And then I remember I was thinking I was watching you do so well. I'm like, he's, you know, some of those holes that the rest of us were trying to fit our drives into, man, you were able to blow it over a lot of that trouble. And what a great week you had. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think it was actually the first time, if I remember, those Resoja fairways, and the ball would just go forever off your irons and everything. And for me, you know, with the length that I had back then, it was easy to carry all the corners, and that was a big advantage. Um, and I mean, you look at Crooked Stick now; it's still a great golf course, but you know, it, it's it, it's short compared to what it was back then. You know, to these guys now. I mean, everybody <laughs> hits it over three hundred. It seems like. 
on the tour, flies at 300 or whatever. And um, when they played the BMW there, the scores were really, really good, you know, really, really low. But it happens every week. Just how, Yeah, it's how the game's changed. I mean, it's, it's some of the places where, you know, we were hitting maybe mid-irons, and these guys are hitting pitches into, you know, they're hitting – I can remember watching uh, Kepka and Tiger play the 18th hole at Bell Reef, you know, in, in 2018 for the PGA Championship, and uh, they were both hitting L wedges into 18. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> hey, John, take yeah, us – technology, technology and these guys are just so good now. Yeah, oh man, and they are so fit and strong, John. Uh, oh boy, my body doesn't look anything like that. No, no, <laughs> I, I never worked out, but I sure put out. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us a little bit about 1992, bud. I know it's a long time ago, but you came back to St. Louis, and I know you're fond of St. Louis, with a Midwestern guy, and I know you even played a lot of junior golf up here. But what was it like to be the defending champion at Bell Reve? I know you got to throw a first pitch out the Cardinal game. What was that experience like that week? Oh, my God. I got to hang out with Pedro Guerrero, um, you know, eight gold glove guy. I was a, I'm was a huge, huge Cardinal fan. They're my favorite baseball team. And uh, just went to went to a game and was that fortunate to throw the first pitch out and just got to meet all the guys. And um, it was a great, great week. I, I didn't. I can't remember if I made the cut or not. I don't know if I did, but uh, just coming back as defending champion like that and uh, it was really, really cool in, in an area that, you know, I, I know a little bit about when I went to Elias, played some golf around there. I remember the, you know, that tournament we played, the mat, the, we called it the Masters. Uh, remember that little? Yeah, out at uh, Bogey Hills, there. I think, wasn't uh, it? Bogey Hills, yeah. I mean, what a. How great was that little golf course? The greens were as quick as Augusta, as it seemed like. And uh, but just you know, it was just a great, great week. I wish I'd have played better, but uh, I will say I had a lot of fun that week. Yeah, well, you have a lot of fun wherever you go, John. Um, I wanted to just—I mean, I was looking up your stuff. You got 18 worldwide professional wins, five on the PGA Tour, two majors. I was the only British Open that I played in was '95, and I can remember you know, watching you play up there. And uh, it's it's just, did you ever think, man? I mean, I know we all had dreams, but look at what you've done and look at what you've accomplished. Oh, it's, I mean, it's it's from where I, the way I grew up and where I grew up, um, you wouldn't think anybody, you know, grew up on a nine-hole golf course, learned on my own, um, didn't, you know, I'd always dreamed about it, learned how to basically play the game on a baseball field. Um, you wouldn't think that uh, it would have gone too far, but, you know, I stuck at it, fortunate to be somewhat long and straight. And, uh, you know, back then my wedge game was, you know, was really, really, I worked really, really hard on the wedge game. Like I can do a little bit now, but not like I used to. And, uh, um, you know, it was definitely some dreams that came true. But how the hell were you able to hit it so long and straight? I was long. I wasn't nearly as long as you, but I was anything but straight. And when we play together, and, I, and I've and i told many people this, you're the longest straighter hitter that I've ever played with. You know, Tom Watson gave me that credit, too, which is pretty cool. Um, well, back then, you know, when I grew up, I was hitting a nice draw, so I avoided the right side of the course. And now that I got older and injured up uh, – that draw turned into pull hooks a lot, 
because my body can't function the way it used to. So I know the feeling. You know, I went to a cut. And I went to a cut and avoid the left side of the golf course. So I've always believed what Nicholas always said: if you can avoid one side of the course, you, you got a you got a, a good advantage on on who you're playing with if they're trying to hit both styles of shots. Unless you're Corey Pavin or Bubba Watson or uh, who else was a shot maker that could do that, like I've never seen. But Corey Pavin and and Bubba, two different guys, two different. You know, Corey was never long, and Bubba was, and um, the way Bubba can played both sides of the course is pretty phenomenal like Corey did um I was never that guy I was always a drawer or now I'm a fader and I think my length um I don't know between I played with Bubba we were pretty close when I played with him at Hawaii um but you know he he can hit you know 50 yard cuts off the tee and feel comfortable with it or, or 70 80 yard draws and get it back in the fairway I wasn't growing. We weren't taught that way. Um, you know, back when we, we were starting and playing, it was all, you had to lift the ball and it was very hard to control the ball because of that ballada, you know, mm-hmm. load on your right, finish on your left. And now you can just load on both palms of your, of your feet and just kill it. Cause the ball goes so straight now. Yeah. It's like a, it's like a rocket. John, it just, the line you started on, it's really hard to get it to move off of. Yeah. We were a slow-mo wrist action when, when you play a lot of balls, now you've got to have the strongest wrist in the game to hit it long the way the golf balls are. And that's what, you know, my son hits it past me now. He's 16 years old. And, man, you know, I can still get it out there 290, 300, but uh, he's flying at 295, 316. And that's what I used to do, you know. Yeah. With yeah. a persimmon and a ballada ball, though. <laughs> you know, John, one of the things that I, I was talking to Azinger about, he was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and we used to, we learned how to hit shots. You know, when we, we I was taught, you know, you got a, um, a pin in the back of the green, you're going to hit something kind of low and chase you in there, a pin and you don't hit a low shot to the front of the green. But all of the best players, John, when I was learning how to play, all hit their long stuff high and their short stuff low. And when we played together, you could launch it way up in the air. But, man, you're talking about your wedges. You knew how to hit wedges, didn't you? I I, for some reason was a very good low wedge player and uh, you had to be because the ball spun so much you had to get it low and get it to run and um, otherwise you know it was going to hit and suck back 20 feet even on pavement it seemed like (laughs) Um, so we had to learn that growing up and now it's you know I can still hit the wedges a little low but they're not going to bite they're not going to perform the ball to me was uh, the golf ball now is great but it's not it was tough to get used to a three, you know, two, three, five piece golf ball. Yeah, no, um, no you doubt. You played a lot of ball on your life. Well, I don't the, know if you've noticed that, but the club, the club, the ball used to stick to the club. Now it rides up the face a lot more if you're not careful. And it also comes off so hot, John. I mean, did you ever think we'd be playing a ball that was like when we were kids? Remember the Molotar ball? We'd always, before the one ball rule, we'd throw that in on a, you know, a 200-yard, 230-yard par three and be able to hit a four iron on the green or something because the ball would just zoom yeah. and we didn't care. But this thing comes off like that, except it, 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 these guys can spin it. Yeah. It's amazing where it's come, the technology. Um you know, it's, people always say, Nicholas, can you imagine Jack Nicholas and maybe my the longest hitters of, of someone of the game, you know, playing an even ball at the same age? Um, what would have, would it have been any different? Pretty cool question. 
I know, and I'd love to hear what Jack has to say about it because, you know, when Jack played, he played that tourney ball, which everybody thought he was giving a, a shot or two to the field each week. Yeah. I don't know. I he don't knew what know. he was doing. <laughs> I know. Hey, buddy. Well, everybody you... thought I was crazy playing, playing an ultra competition in the British Open when I won from Wilson. It was a, it was like the hardest ball, but it was still very soft. It would still spin, you know. And I think it was a, a two-piece ball or something uh-huh. ultra competition that I was with. And, you know, you see the stat, Titus, you know, 74, uh, Max Flight, 23, or something like that. You know, some other balding, uh, true edition, maybe 10, and then John Daly won ultra competition. <laughs> it was so cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I, I uh, My locker that week at, at St. Andrews was right next to Constantino Rocos. <laughs> And um, so we got the, I got to know him just a little bit, not that well. But when he, when he kind of chili dipped that shot on 18 and then chipped the next one in, I thought, you got to be kidding me. You know, it really made me feel like there was some sort of, uh, you know how sometimes you feel like, John, certain people are almost destined to win certain weeks? That's kind of what I thought. And then you went out and just whipped his ass in the playoff. It was, it was great. No, but people, what people don't understand is the up and down he got on 17, Jay. That was almost as impressive as the 76-footer he made. That one on 18 was 76 feet? <laughs> I had no idea yeah, it was that 67 long. 67 to 76 feet or something like that. That's what they said. But the, the up and down behind the green on 17, um, and viewers out there listening, if you ever get a chance to look at it, it, it's almost an impossible up and down. He putted it. The ball's bouncing like curly from the Harlem Globetrotters going up on the green. And he may, you know, it's one of the best pars I've ever seen in a major championship under that type of heat. And, you know, it was just incredible. Well, John. Yeah, you're right. I thought he was I thought he was destined to win when he got that up and down. That, I mean, I, I had no earthly problem. Even Constantino, you know, could almost drive the 18th green in 95. And where the pin was, if you could just get it up there, just get it on top or close to the top of that hill, you know, you, it was a, it was a, just a long par three, you know, yep. pretty much that day. John, the back of the 17th green at St. Andrews, for people that haven't played, is one of the uh, – when, when I first played St. Andrews, I went back there, and I couldn't believe some of the crap that's back there. First of all, you got weeds that are what? Anywhere between, depending on how wet it's been, anywhere between a foot long and three feet long. And then you've got a cobblestone, cobblestone road and like, up, up everything else. So cobblestone road, you got you got a brick wall back there. You got rock. You got clump weeds, which your ball is just going to hit those weeds and just bounce all over the place. And uh, it was one hole you do not want to go over the green. <laughs> no, you're dead. But, I mean, but, we'd all put an X back there. Yeah, and he got it up and down. I I forgot about that completely. Yeah, it's the most amazing part I think I've ever seen in a major golf championship because of the conditions behind that green. Okay, that's going to wrap up the front nine. Come back. We're going to finish up the John Daly interview. And Pearlie and, and Brad Barnes are with me here. This is uh, Golf with Jay Delson. WXOS, WXOS HD1 East St. Louis, 101 ESPN. For 67 years, Lou Fuse has been the ride to take. 15 brands at 11 locations. Lou Fuse Automotive, we are St. Louis. Are your workouts more fun than this? Well, if they are. 
then I want to sign you to an endorsement deal with Michelob Ultra. I'm looking for anyone and everyone who makes working out a blast. If that's you, head to TeamUltra.com for a chance to score awesome perks like Team Ultra gear and more. That's TeamUltra.com to enter. No purchase necessary. Open U.S. residents 21 plus. See official rules at TeamUltra.com. Message and data rates may apply. Void but prohibited. Enjoy responsibly. A.B. Michelob Ultra, Light Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. In these extremely trying times, the management team at Marcone would like to give a shout-out to our 500-plus employees and their families. Their diligence and commitment to each other, our process, and our company are so good that we are obligated to state it publicly. We are so grateful for each and every one of you. You have all contributed to our success, and your dedication is imperative to the continued growth of our company. Thank you for your efforts. Marcone is the largest distributor of General Electric Appliance Parts in North America, based in St. Louis, Missouri. We're all experiencing very trying times right now, but hopefully we can reflect a little bit on the things that matter the most to us, like family and community. At St. Louis Bank, we want to wish you and your family safety and good health. We're a part of this community, and we are all in this together. In such uncertain financial times, you've probably never needed your bank to step up and support you more. We know, we hear you, and we are here for you. Our banking experts are doing everything they can to help. We're offering a skip a payment to all consumer accounts for mortgage loans and home equity line of credits. We're offering payment modifications with up to a six-month deferral. Our commercial and SBA loans will be handled on a case-by-case basis to provide the best relief for each unique situation. We understand that communication and speed are essential during this critical time. Get in touch with your commercial banking officer to take advantage of this program. If you'd like to speak with us, you can call 314-851-6200. We are going to move through this hardship, and we're going to do it together. St. Louis Bank, here for you when you need us today and in brighter days ahead. This is Dan McLaughlin, TV voice of the Cardinals. St. Louis is one of the best sports cities in the country. We also have a tremendous history of supporting professional golf. We're excited to bring golf back to St. Louis with the inaugural Ascension Charity Classic, September 28th through October 4th at Norwood Hills Country Club. Don't miss your chance to see PGA Tour champion legends. Proceeds will benefit St. Louis area youth, including the Urban League, Mary Grove, the Boys and Girls Club, and more. For tickets and sponsorship information, head to ascensioncharityclassic.com. For the last 48 years, Pro-Am Golf has been providing outstanding customer service to the greater St. Louis area for all of our golf needs, from top-of-the-line equipment to full-service club repair lessons and instructions. They now have their own retail outlet, as well as state-of-the-art computers, cameras, and things to customize all of your personal club fitting needs. Pro-Am Golf carries all the major brands. They also have the latest fashion trends from Puma Golf. Whatever your needs, Pro-Am Golf will meet them and have the best customer service in the industry. Call us at 314-781-7775 or find us at proamgolfusa.com. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsings. This is a subject that most people don't want to talk about, but many find themselves facing. Their marriage is ending and they need to find a good lawyer at the most difficult time in their life. Or maybe you're like me, divorced for almost 15 years, but you're still wrestling with hassles, maintenance, and other hard-to-figure-out issues. Do yourself a favor and call 314-788-3030. That's the law office of my buddy and attorney, 
Henry Miller. I was living under the burden of unfair maintenance and a few other things that could only be settled in the courtroom. My only regret is that I didn't use Henry years ago. He is first and foremost smart and hardworking. But what was really important to me is that he listened. He's also fair and extremely honest. We had an odd issue arise where I had paid for something that was not allowed to be used in our case. After one call and an email, it was settled and that charge was removed. Do yourself a favor and call Henry Miller. He is the man you can trust when you need him the most. You can also reach him at grantmillersmith.com. We're halfway there. It's time for the Back Nine on Golf with Jay Delsing. The Back Nine is brought to you by St. Louis Bank. No, you're, you you do good at that. Well, welcome back to the Back Nine. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. Pearlie and I are just jiving to our cool music that Brad Barnes is spinning over here. And we've got more John Daly. So you and I will keep dancing, and you folks get to listen to John oh, Daly. That's awesome. So, John, I was looking at your schedule. You know, we've got an event, um, Ascension Charity Classic, in St. Louis in uh, the first, the last week of September, first week of October. Hopefully the world will be... Uh, be right by then and it's on your 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 calendar to play oh no doubt i mean i was hoping to catch the catch a couple cardinal games you know maybe if it's to get in the playoffs it was right around that that playoff time and um the st louis organization through um some really good friends uh we're going to do a john daly day that was scheduled april 20th monday after atlanta they had john daly bobblehead dolls they were giving out Oh, man. Game, and I was going to throw the first pitch. And to be able to have a John Daly Day in Bush Stadium is like, wow, I feel like the mayor of the city. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, that would have been so awesome. And that got canceled, unfortunately. But hopefully we can reschedule it because I really want to do it. Oh, that'd be fantastic. John, you've also kicked – you've also yeah. been on some professional football fields because you were a hell of a kicker in uh, in high school. Well, we won some games. You know, I was fortunate to uh, win a win a win a game or two for Elias. We had a our season. We it was the first perfect season we had since 1957. We were 10 and 0 and um, won our first playoff game. And I don't know if we won our second. I think we ended up 12 and 1. St. Charles beat us. Man, those guys were good. Oh. They beat us to kick us out of going to the state. I think championship uh, game. That's pretty cool. Hey, uh, so John. When I look, when you look back at your career, there have been some super, super highs and super, super lows for you. Um, one of the things that I remember watching you do was picking up the guitar. So tell the folks about what music's provided in your life. They, but for them that don't know, I know you have two albums. You get up and jam with, uh, shoot, anybody that asks you. You've done backup with Kid Rock. I know that. What else? What else is going on in Tell us about music and what it brings to your life. Uh, back in 93 and 4, you know, Larry Rinker, you know, that's when some I was having some trouble just on and off the course, you know, and things weren't going great. And um, Larry says, man, as much as you hang around us and hang around the music and all the people you've met and the guitars that people have been sending to you, um, you might learn how to play. And so Larry Raker took me in Erie, Pennsylvania. We went to a music store. He said, let's just buy you a little amp and buy you, you know, a cheap guitar so you can start playing. Oh my. How about this purple, purple, um, pearl uh, Fender that was one of, uh, 
19. It costs like 9,200 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I said, what do you think about that? He goes, holy cow, Jay, you don't need that right now. You don't even know if you're going to play guitar. I said, well, at least I can hang it in my, you know, my, start a music room. I've gotten like at that time, probably 10 guitars from people. Um, now I've got like 67 to 80 in my music room that people have given me or I've bought. I like collect them now, um, but it's more of a hobby, Jay. And, um, you know, my last album I released in 2010, I think, or 11, it was John Daly, Only Know One Way. And next thing you know, that hit it hard song was number seven on the highway. I'm going to Jamie Johnson's tournament down in Mobile, Alabama, and everybody's hugging me. And congrats, dude, man, that's freaking awesome. Been doing this for t- 10 years. I've never had a freaking some of the some of the singers i've never had a top 10 what's it feel like i'm going i didn't even know <laughs> I mean, um and then luckily you know through herky williams and the people you know susan and charlie daniels and those people they got me to do the right things you know own my own publishing and uh, my own label and all that stuff and uh hell i made money on the song i couldn't believe it so um nah it was it's just more of a hobby and uh you know i was sober from 92 to 97 and, and uh that really helped get me through some tough times, really just trying to learn how to play the guitar. And it just kind of eases your mind, especially, you know, hitting the, when you're learning how to play guitar, it's like hitting your first solid golf shot. When you hit that chord the right way, you go, Oh my God, that's so cool. And then, then that's when it, that's when you're hooked. Well, John, singing part, I definitely need pro tools, but uh, you know, I've never told anybody I'm a good singer, but I, I've always, I love to write and, um, I love to do it as a hobby more than anything. And if the fans, you know, they've all been talking about me doing another one. I've been starting to write a few songs and I'm um, getting a lot of my buddies involved in it to hopefully go on the next album with me and uh, be more of the title of the, the album is going to be this old roads coming to an end, but it's going to be a, that's going to be the name of the first song, but it's going to be more like golf. It's kind of coming to an end, you know, I'm getting older and you know, it's more of a positive. It's not going to be a negative. Yeah. John, to me, it, it it showed, you talked in your songs, it talked a lot about your life, dude. You talked a lot about your experiences, and there were there was pain in some of that stuff. I felt like I was watching you go to, through some sort of catharsis or some sort of, you know, healing. Yeah, it's, um, there was some, you know, um, there's some ups and downs in that album. That's basically, isn't that kind of all of our lives, though? I mean, some are worse than others, um. You know, it's just the way life is, and you got to weigh the goods more than the bads. And they're, you know, we're golfers, Jay. We've had more bads than we've had good. <laughs> That's so I mean, true, even Tiger man. Went in eighty-two or eighty-three tournaments in his life, fourteen majors. Um, he could probably look at himself and go, "Wow, I've probably had just as many bads as I've had goods." You know, but um, it's just life, and I've kind of accepted that. You know, we're born, we're born with a diaper. We're going to probably die with a diaper. I mean, you know, it's just, um, I've accepted the fact that, that you're born to die. And, but in the middle of that, we got to live. Some of the fun things got me in trouble. And, um, but that's just life. That's just the way life is. And you've got to try and have some fun no matter what, even in these hard times right now. No, absolutely. John, do you have any sort of, um, any sort of regrets? Do you regret anything that happened to you or anything you did? I, I, you can't live on. I've never really lived on regrets. I mean, I think 
there's some people in my eighth step when I was sober that I've really got out and reached out to apologize on a personal note. But other than that, um, through all the ups and downs, you know, I didn't kill anybody. I didn't kill myself. Um, you know, I just, I've apologized to the people that I needed to in my life and hopefully they respect that. And, um, you know, I don't know how the players feel, the older players feel about me. I know on the Champions Tour, they've all embraced me pretty good. I feel really good about that. But, you know, I think in anything we do in life, you know, you want to be respected. And I think there's probably a few that probably don't respect me, which I can totally understand some of the stupid things I did on the course that kind of misrepresented the PGA Tour in the game. But what I've done good has it altered that and did I get people playing the game of golf I feel like I have I feel like I got some really blue collar people back in the game like Arnold Palmer did you know and that's something that if I help grow the game then I feel like I've done that in my life and that's all you can do in this game I think oh John that's where I was going to lastly I mean one of the things that I love about you we we didn't grow up exactly the same way but neither one of us were country club kids you know, and you have such a freshness about your uh, honesty and about the way you look at things. It, it, and your popularity has got to make you feel good. You're you're still one of the most popular guys to ever play golf on the PGA Tour. I don't know. I don't hide anything, Jake. I think that's why I mean you are so true to the sport. We don't hide anything. You know, cover-ups are just uh, something that I don't believe in. My mom says, look, if you screw up, tell the truth. Don't lie about it because it's just going to get you in more trouble. And um, so, like I've always told people, I've got no skeletons in my closet, brother. God. And once you get them all out, once you get them all out, you can hold your head high. Whether it's good or bad, you can hold your head high and live your life because that's what I do. Well, John, I had the, the, the pleasure. I don't know how many times. We probably played 100 rounds of golf together. We played a lot of rounds of golf together. But to watch the people that I know that you brought out to the PGA Tour, there was a different sort of crowd, like you said, more blue collar. It was so phenomenal to watch, and I loved it. The underdogs. I brought the underdogs out, baby. <laughs> I love it. I, I love it, man. It was great. Well, hey, I really appreciate the time today, and um, and we can't. I know the city and the whole Midwest can't wait for golf to get back going, but also to watch you play this fall up at Norwood Hills. It'll be a blast. I can't wait to get back there, brother. And, you know, it sucks not being able to see the Cardinals play baseball right now, I can tell you that. It's almost like you're missing a cousin or something, isn't it? It's like something's missing in your life. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, my Razorbacks baseball team, you know, all the Razorback fall sports, you know, spring sports would be going right now. I mean, it's just it's, it's just tough. So, I mean, it's tough for everybody. But, uh, you know, I hope we play football. I mean, I'm hoping for football, you know. This is our first year. It's you know Razorbacks are my diehard number one, but we're we're playing. We're supposed to play my second favorite team, Notre Dame, um, this year, and it was going to be I think our second game. And you know we got Sam Pittman as our new coach, and you know and Eric Muslin uh, Muslin. What a great job he's done at Arkansas for his first year in basketball. So we got some great coaches up there, and hopefully things will turn around at the University of Arkansas in our football program. I can remember, Johnny, remember your home at um, at Southwind. You had the big Razorback painted on your uh, on the, the bottom of your pool. Yeah, and it had that uh, saying, kill it, that squeaky. I had He always told me to do, just kill it, John. It was on the back. 
bottom of that pool. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, John, great times. Uh, well, thanks again for being on the show. I look forward to seeing you down the road sometime soon. You got it, brother. All right. What a cool it. I say that all the time. I'm sure folks are talking yeah, about you, you do a great job with the interviews. You have wonderful people that you get to interview, and I like that they're kind of all over the map. And here's a guy that, yeah, right up the golf alley, but he's also all over the map. Oh, yeah, just terrific. All right, so that's going to wrap up the back nine uh, segment. But don't go away. John and I are going to break down the John Daly interview on the Ultra 19th hole. Coming back with Golf with Jay Delson. The 100,000-watt blowtorch for St. Louis sports. Driven by Auto Centers Nissan. Home of the 30-day return. WXOS and WXOS HD1. East St. Louis. 101 ESPN. Are you in the market for some new clubs? Maybe a bag and the latest style of sweet new shoes. Is this the year you decide to stop listening to your buddy's advice and get some real golf instruction? If any of these appeal to you, then go to Pro-Am Golf today. Pro-Am Golf has all the latest gear from all the major manufacturers. Call Steve today at 314-781-7775 and schedule a lesson with Tom DeGrand. Tom is the best. He's been in the game for over 50 years, so you take that knowledge along with their state-of-the-art equipment, and boom, your game will get a whole lot better. Visit them at ProMGolfUSA.com. Extraordinary effort deserves recognition. The management team at Marcone would like to say thank you to our over 500 employees and their families. Your dedication and commitment to our success has been so steadfast that we are experiencing another incredible year. At a time when many businesses are struggling, your performance has exceeded expectations. Every idea shared and every opportunity seized by you has led us to new heights. So, thank you. Marcone is based in St. Louis, Missouri, and is the largest distributor of General Electric Compliance Parts in North America. USA Mortgage is doing it again. Joe Schieser and his staff have lowered rates again this month, and they will waive closing costs. If you want to refinance to get cash out, lower your rate, shorten your term, or eliminate that costly, unnecessary mortgage insurance. If you are purchasing a property, they can issue a pre-approval letter within minutes. They are the largest mortgage company in the state of Missouri, and their volume allows them to quote the lowest rates. Don't waste your time with the national online brokers. USA Mortgage is employee-owned and operated right here in St. Louis. Joe Schieser has closed over $500 million in loans in nearly 30 years in the business and over $2 million alone to Delsing's. Everyone is looking for the extra edge, and Jay Delsing is digging deep to find it. It's the leading edge on Golf with Jay Delsing. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay. And this is one of my favorite segments of the show, The Leading Edge. And I am with Ed Fogelbach, the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. And let's talk a little bit about your agency and what you do. Um, well, the Fogelbach Agency, we're a part of Farmers Insurance. We're locally owned. It's a small business run by myself and uh, staffed by my son, Bryant, and my office manager, April and my customer service representative, Don. Uh, I love the fact that you have family there uh, with you. But you're just not any agency, are you? You have some specialties. Uh, yes. So uh, our agency is able to do, uh, take care of all of your personal insurance needs, you know, home, auto, toys like uh, boat, RV, campers. Um, but And then most importantly, we do life insurance. But in 2018 and 2019, we were awarded the Commercial Agency of the Year. Uh, we specialize in taking care of your business insurance uh, needs like nobody else can. 
Right, and Ed, that is really important because that's an often a spot that gets really overlooked in the insurance world. And you're in the greater St. Louis area, right? So anybody listening to this, you can pretty much help them. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Along with uh, you know all of the St. Louis area, we do St. Charles, Franklin, Jefferson counties. However, uh, we are able to serve throughout Missouri and Illinois. I have clients ranging from Kansas City to Springfield all the way up to Chicago. You know, Ed, there's a lot of people in this insurance space. Tell the folks, I know, I already have my own opinions. Tell the folks what's going to differentiate you and your agency from everybody else. Um, I believe life experience is huge here. Um, As a retired 25-year veteran of police and fire services here in St. Louis area, I truly understand what real loss looks like. I've witnessed crashes and fires and other tragedies where families lost everything and they didn't know how to start over. When I became an insurance professional, I wanted to continue my passion to serve and protect the community just like I always did. I started public service at 21 years old. Service is all I know. Now, I I love to meet with my clients and understand them and, and what is personally important to their daily lives. I have nine awesome children and I appreciate the importance of protecting a family. I enjoy tailoring an insurance package to fit the needs of today with a look into the future. One thing I need is I need to hear from the client what's important and where they want to go from here. I remember when I took my first golf lesson, the instructor at the Legends asked me what was important. I told him I need to hit the ball straight. He said, okay, I'll show you how to do that. And then we built from there. He didn't just give me the same lesson he gives every golfer. So having a personal advisor. Ed, let me stop you there real quick. Do you still have his number? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) As a matter of fact, I do. (laughs) We'll get that after after the episode. Having that same personal touch, that personal advisor is so vital with insurance. Doing your insurance online or over a 1-800 number is like prepping for surgery with WebMD or maybe using LegalZoom to file a divorce. You have to be able, or you're going to be able to save money up front probably, but at what cost long term? And I'm yet to receive a phone call from a client needing to make a claim with me. And the first thing they ask me is, well, how much money did you save me? Nobody cares about that when you want to file a claim. The only thing they need and want is peace of mind that they're covered. Man, that's so true. And what sort of price tag, Ed, is on peace of mind? I mean, that is so important. So how can um, our listeners get in touch with you? Um, so our office line is 314-398-0101. Um, we're uh, available on Facebook at the Fogelbach Agency. And then our web address is simply farmersagent.com slash eFogelbach. He's Ed Fogelbach. He's got the Fogelbach Agency with Farmers Insurance. And this is the Leading Edge segment on Golf with Jay Delsing. Grab your friends, a cold one, and pull up a chair. We're on to the 19th hole on golf with Jay Delsing. The 19th hole is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Welcome back. This is Golf with Jay Delsing. I'm your host, Jay Pro. He's with me. Brad Barnes is taking good care of us here at the board. And we are on the 19th hole brought to you. Brought to you. Blah. Sounds like I've had a couple. Brought to you by our friends at Anheuser-Busch, the, uh, the Ultra 19th hole. Man, uh, I... 
got to say, they're my favorite people that I've had contracts with over the years when I played. They were just, mm. uh, I, I love the network of their distributors, their wholesalers, all this stuff. Just fantastic. They've been huge in the golf world. Yeah, they have. Yeah. They had a, 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 lot a of line years. when we were playing, Pearl, that said, where golf is played and beer is poured, Michelob was expected. Mm. And, I, you know, that just got beat into my head. And I, sure. uh, yeah. So anyway, well, we appreciate those guys' support. All right, so John Daly. Um First of all, John, this dude was so far ahead of his time with his golf game. When he came out, he is, first of all, he is the longest, straightest driver, period. This dude hit it so much further than us and straight. I remember him, actually somebody telling me about him. You're going to remember this name from the past. He was a roommate of mine in Arizona, Craig Harrison. Oh, yeah. And he said, watch out for this guy. He was working with him or around him. I don't want to I don't know quite what the relationship was. Well with Harrison it was that's little, it. well but that's, that's those guys yep. trying to make their way on the tour yep. and, and, and teaching stuff. But I can remember him saying, I never heard of him and I was right in the middle of golf at that point. I thought I knew everybody. He said, No, wait till you see this guy, how far he hits it, how straight he hits it. People don't know that he was really good. This guy's scary off the oh, off oh. the scales talented. John, if John Daly had one half of the ability to manage himself off the golf course, like Jack Nicholas did, look out. Yeah. I mean, I know that's a huge if, but it is a huge if. It's but, a massive. But that's if. how talented the guy was. Oh my gosh. It, it, we'll never know, unfortunately, because nope. of other choices he made. But relative to to golf talent, uh, and and again, it's one of those things you wouldn't copy it. You're not going to teach somebody necessarily to swing like that. At least you could not. not. You could not. It's almost Most like bodies don't move that way. Right. That's what I was going to say. And an athlete, I will tell you this with John Daly, I always knew what to expect when I played with mm-hmm. him. Whether he was hungover, whether he was having a rotten day, this dude was respectful, mm-hmm. and you knew what you were going to get. Now, was it always pretty? No. Yeah. Did he pick up his ball and throw it every once in a while? You know, I think he did that over in over in Kapalua. <laughs> Remember, it was rolling back because the greens were crazy, and he just took it and whacked mm-hmm. it into the bushes and just walked off, I think. You know, that's yeah. – but that's, that's what you get. And um, – when he was a kid, you know, came up to St. Louis, played some junior golf up here. I knew John well. We, um, I didn't know that. We mentioned this in the um, uh, uh, interview where we, he and I did a, a, a little outing in Columbia, Missouri on the Monday of the PGA Championship week that he won on a crooked stick. He was ninth alternate. He said, do you think I should go? I go, you got to. It's so close. You know, if it's over in New York or something like that, I'd say don't go. But typically, especially in the majors, you never got in off the alternate list. For example, the following year, the PGA Championship was at, in St. Louis at Belle Reve, 1992. Nick Price won. I was first alternate all week. Didn't get in. Wow. And he was ninth. He was ninth that week. It just so happened. You know, John, that was also at a time during the PGA Championship where the PGA of America allowed in so many more club mm-hmm. pros. So there was only half of the field was filled with tour players, and the other half was with club pros. I just remember how fun it was to watch that and his, uh, his fun caddy, uh, Squeaky. And the, the announcers were beside themselves because they're like, okay, you know, maybe he should lay it up over here or just get it in. And I can't remember. Maybe it was, was it McCord? Somebody just, just grip it and rip it. I mean, and, and fortunately, that's what his caddy was saying because that's what he knew to do. If he would have said, hey, steer this thing out there 230 yards, 
it may not have landed on the golf course. Well, John, the other thing that we talked about in the interview, and and I talked about him at, with him in person after he won, as I said, has there ever at the time has there ever been a golf course better designed for you? I said to John, if you had to, and, and I pointed out like seven holes specifically, if you had to design a hole, would you? And he goes, I just. Every one of them was perfect because mm. no matter how poorly I hit my driver, it was going to carry all the stuff. Mm. And for every single other person in the field, Pearl, we had to fit it in. We had to fit it in the fairway. Mm. He's taking it into areas. And you know how – have you played there before? I have not. Massively wide fairways where they go very, very narrow where we were hitting, and then they widen out. And it was basically for the average mm-hmm. player, you know, to where they're going to be hitting some of their second and third shots from. Well, what for John – no one, you know, Pete Dye had no idea that someone was going to come along yeah. this time and hit it this far. No clue. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah it was just a just a a, a really really. Um, it was an amazing experience to watch him do it, and I think, I think he even said he was drinking a beer while he was playing at the time. I think he had. It yeah, that that, that part's not a good part, and it's no. not nothing the kids want to emulate or any of us want to emulate, but. Uh, just from a raw talent, a lot of fun to watch him all the time. And then he starts wearing the crazy colorful pants and the, the merchandise wagon. And, it, you know, he, he definitely beats his own drum. Yeah. You know, you know what's interesting is I went over to his house in Memphis, and he had a Razorback painted on a – he's just a gigantic Razorback fan, you know, from Arkansas. Had a Razorback painted on the bottom of his pool. And um, he had uh, – Five, maybe six grocery store bags full of $100 bills from the casino <laughs> in his office. And he said, yeah, things have been going well. And he, I mean, it, it, it wasn't like, hey, let me show you this. It was like, hey, this, we just walked by and he was like, oh, yeah, I've been doing well at the casino. And walking through, it's like, and it wasn't any, it wasn't anything. Wow. He, uh, he, uh, man. I can tell you, I got to tell you this funny story. Um, you know, I just gotten divorced, and I was playing with John down at Memphis, and we're on the back nine, and we're walking. Uh, we played 36 holes together. We had a terrible tornado come through there, and this was one of the few times in Memphis where I didn't have a great tournament. Mm-hmm. Made the cut, but didn't have a great tournament. So I'm playing with John on the weekend. We got 36 on Sunday, so lots That's a to, long day. lot of time to kill. And I remember walking down the 13th, uh, walking off the 13th tee, and he had hooked one, and I had sliced one. So we, and I said, John. How much money do you pay a month in alimony? Because I was like, alimony is a new thing for me. I don't think I like this that much. And he said, let me think about that for a minute. And then he duck hooked his tee shot, and I hit this power slice over <laughs> Nice question so, for the golf course. Yeah, so we were, we were walking, uh, and, and he said, uh, we got back together, and he said, I think 75. 100? And I said, 75. And he goes, yeah, 75,000. O-M-G. Oh, man, I just wanted to crawl in the bunker and just stay in there. I was like, John, he's like, yeah, I think he goes, there was Betty. And, there, you know, I think there's a been, couple. There was a couple, several. Oh, I think four yeah, or four. so. Yeah. And he's so they weren't all getting 75. No, I, he added it up. <laughs> he added it up. Can you imagine? But, John, this guy <laughs> says it like, I'll take a cheeseburger. It's just well, so you what, matter of fact. Don't you wish you could be so matter of fact like oh, that? No, oh, my, I, oh my gosh, it's just crazy. But um, 
You know, that's going to wrap up another show. This is a, a, a great way to wrap that's up a, a golf show, isn't right it? There. Oh, my gosh. Well, uh, Pearlie, thanks for being with me today. Meet, uh, thanks so much for keeping us on track and keeping us moving in some direction. It's not always forward, but it certainly is a direction. We will be back with you next week. And listen to the show next week. I'm going to have um, Army Captain Joshua Payton, 20-year Army vet, three-time deployment guy for the U.S. Army and now CEO of the Veteran Golf Association. So we'll see you guys next week. Golf with Jay Delsing. Hit him straight, St. Louis. That was Golf with Jay Delsing, brought to you by Whitmore Country Club. Tune in next Sunday for more from Jay, John, and the other pros and experts from the golf world. In the meantime, you can find all of Jay's shows at 101ESPN.com as well as at jdelsinggolf.com.